0: You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Welcome everybody to another episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. Today I have a very special guest and as full disclosure, Uh, Luca and I have had this conversation that we're recording before Luca contacted me in the context of he's starting his offer and had a lot of questions on how to set up the tech behind it the CRM the payment processing and so forth Um, and I had a conversation with Luca and I wished at the end of it, that we had recorded it. So what I did is I invited Luca to be on the show because I think this is going to be a very valuable episode for anybody who's starting an offer and kind of wondering where to go and where to start, like who to who to work with. So thank you, Luca, for being on my show. And thank you so much for agreeing to re-ask your questions and take them <laughs> a step further this time, I'm sure, because th- there's probably more, more stuff that you want to ask. But um, again, thank you so much. And can you tell us a little bit about you know, your offer and what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah. And hopefully I'll pick up some more uh, information as we go with this one. Um, And deep down, I always knew like just from our Facebook groups that we're connected with that you are the payment gal, the, the one to talk to as far as <laughs> payments. So I knew I had to jump on a call with you at some point to kind of get this going and get myself in the know with some of this stuff. So um, <laughs> my... You. Yeah, so my um, offer. I'm gonna be starting a dating offer, and just to start out, like I, I don't know which one would be best as far as payment integrations, because I am like completely new at this. I mean, I've helped a lot of entrepreneurs out with their tech on the back end side of things, so I know the different options that are out there. Because um, before this, I always built up funnels help with the integrations, the tech, so that the entrepreneur can just kind of focus on what they need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, But starting it for myself, I figured I'd get your perspective. Um, And it's going to be a dating offer, um, helping guys get noticed with online dating, and then kind of go into the upsells from there. But I don't know if I want to go the affiliate route or if I want to just kind of, um, because the two that I hear about, um to start would be stripe and clickbank so i'm kind of like feeling out what which direction to go with things yeah and and um are you familiar with people that do do affiliate type stuff and payouts with stripe they just kind of are transparent with it afterwards or and I know I threw a couple of questions at you, but feel free to start however <laughs> well, you
0: can. Well, we'll start with the first thing. So just to clarify for everybody listening, so Luca, you've, you know, you've obviously worked in direct response for a long time, working with different people, um, you know, that are very successful. And obviously you've learned quite a bit. And now you're starting your own. It's an info product, right? It's just it's a digital product. There's no, there's no um physical product that's going with it.
1: No, it's all info products. So I'll be creating the eBooks and then uh, the upsell flow around that. And I can get into the flow if you want me to, too. If that helps give perspective as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: let's let's let let me address a couple of your questions, and then I'm gonna shoot a couple of back to you so everybody can kind of understand and follow along to see what kind of makes sense for their business as well. So, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you're selling a digital product, which is very different than than a physical product. And there are different options for each, depending on, um, you know, depending on which you choose. If you have a combo of, let's say a lot of people start with info product and then they add like supplements, you know, um, and that, that changes things a lot. So it's important to kind of be clear uh, with whoever you're working with when you're starting is like what you're doing specifically, any upsells that might be different than the main product. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I get this question all the time, Luca, like you said, it's, you know, people are starting to like, Oh, do I go with Stripe? Do I go with, um, you know, PayPal, who do I work with ClickBank? Uh, You know, there's just so many options out there. And one of the operative thing that's uh, operative things that you said is, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go the affiliate route. If you do go the affiliate route and you're like, well, I want to get some traffic with affiliates and so forth, but you don't have for example, anybody that can promote for you. Well, Clickbank is probably a good place to start because they have, you know, a marketplace and they have kind of affiliates who can promote your offer and so forth. So that would be kind of like an easy decision if you were like, well, I don't know how to buy traffic. I don't have a budget. I just need, you know, I need some affiliates to mail for me and uh, I don't know where to get them you know, you go with ClickBank, the, the issue obviously with ClickBank is that it's really expensive. They offer you payment processing if you're on their platform, but mm-hmm. you know, you're going to pay like 8%. It, they have like different, you know, they, I can't give you the exact price because if your volume is really high, you'll probably get a lower price. If you're starting out, you're going to get a higher price, but you know, we're looking at triple or quadruple the cost of what you'll pay with like a merchant account or with Stripe. So it's, you know, significant difference, but it's a good place to start if you're like, well, I don't know, you know, if this is going to work, I have to kind of test my offer, I need to see if affiliates are going to be attracted to this offer and so forth. You know, it's a good place to, you know, kind of prove your concept. Um, keeping in mind that you'll you'll pay a hefty fee for that, so that's that's number 1. And then obviously there's right. Stripe and merchant accounts, but I want you to ask me a couple more questions about your specific situation. I know you said Um, you know, you want to talk a little bit about your funnel. So tell us a little bit like about how you envision, you know, your funnel and the price points and so forth.
1: Right. So front end, I'll probably start with something around 37 or $47. And that's really, um, just the names to be determined still. Um, but it's to help guys get noticed with online dating. Um, so I was thinking maybe swipe right profiles, um, that's like kind of more on the nose, but then there's magnetic profiles. We'll see which one I kind of go with. Okay. Um, but then after that, it would be, okay, so they have um, these profiles. They're starting to get no- notice. What's the next problem? It's either, which this could be maybe an order bump or the next upsell. It's like more profiles, different templates that I can just kind of give them so that they can kind of pick and choose. But I would obviously give them the best one that i found worked for the people that I've helped in my circles and myself, um, to start. And then after that, it's like, okay, so I'm getting the, all these matches now. Um, how do I, what, how do I go from match to date? So that's the next product. Um, and then date, like maybe see her again, dates or something like that, or get, get her out again,
0: recurring days, sort of name like that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want to see her again. <laughs>
1: yeah. So something like that, um, just to help people out with like first date ideas or, or like back pocket questions on what to say, just in case there's something, some like silence or it gets a little stale. Um, and silence then after know. that, yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, some people don't know or get nervous or want oh, just or silences
0: like, you get, you get yeah. on, the, you know, you, you get sometimes on like, I mean, I, I'm not, I haven't dated in a long time now, but, uh, you get on, on like you know, you're talking to somebody and then it, it gets silent and people get like super, super awkward about it. I'm like, sometimes it's good to be quiet. Why is everybody <laughs> like so awkward to be quiet for like 30 I, seconds? Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. You no, no,
1: no, that's good. I know. And like, um, I don't know, just sitting with that awkward silence, it's, it shows that you can be comfortable with it, but some people, yeah. <laughs> it just makes them nervous and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so then after that, it would be like me actually, Uh, This would be upsell three or four, um, me actually going in and remodeling their profiles, doing like a profile makeover. And then finally, something super high ticket on the back end would be just like me um, coaching them up. And I've actually done this for some people where I've swiped for them and like help the entrepreneur be like, okay, you're meeting this girl at this time. Um, here's what you need to know and <laughs> be ready.
0: <laughs> I, I find like, you know, talk, I have some questions about the offer and the, the logistics of it, but just talking mm-hmm. of, like I've, I've heard, you know, I've heard of offers like this, uh, you know, like kind of helping guys date and stuff like that. But I do find that just in general, humans, women or men hate rejection so if you can take away the whole rejection part of it like meaning you know when you kind of get them the dates i feel like that's that's gold because nobody wants to be rejected so why not just get presented with people who actually want to see you or talk you know speak with you and kind of get to know you why go through the 10 no's to get the two yeses you know what i mean because obviously there's going right. to be a lot of no's and and whatever uh women do have the advantage in online dating i think in general but uh you know i do find that like just talking to a lot of like my male friends and stuff like that it's the rejection that they hate because they're like she doesn't even know who the hell i am like why she's you know what the hell you know but it, right. it, you know it is what it is but anyway that's 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 the the human part of it but like i mean i'm not i'm not a i'm not an expert in marketing or anything but i would say that uh, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty winning upsell right there is like telling people that you know hey we'll get rid of rejection for you not in those words that you you're you yeah. you can hire the writers for that but i would think that you know if i was a guy that was kind of dating and and whatever i'd want to skip getting the rejected ones cuz i i feel like you know, it's like getting like 50 rejects or something just like on your morals, even if you do get Mm. a couple of girls who are interested, it's like, Oh man, you know, like what, why doesn't anybody want to take me kind of thing? You know, it's, it happens to everybody, but it's just, I don't know. I just feel like that could be, it could be interesting, but, uh, talking about all the different kind of components, you said, you know, your front end, 37, $47, how about the price points for everything else? Like how would it flow in terms of pricing?
1: yeah, so the first one would be like a lower entry thirty seven forty seven which is the front end. and then you would jump to like one ninety seven uh, for the match to date messaging um and then probably something like two ninety seven because dating and dating's different than other products, like the people aren't gonna really go super super high ticket on on some of those items cause and especially since I'm only going ebooks but they might go and pay higher dollar for my time or coaching or just like something a little more personalized. Uh, And the reason why I'm going with eBooks is so that I can um, teach them the best that I know um, things that have been proven, tried and tested. Um, And it's, it's funny. Like I was just talking to a girl uh, recently and like, I, I don't know. Do I disclose that I'm going into this? Like, I don't want her to think I'm some Ooh. sort of player. <laughs> well, now
0: it's going to be on YouTube. So <laughs> I think she will know. No, but, it's okay.
1: <laughs> but I mean, no, no, it's OK. You got to practice, like, right?
0: You, you got to practice yeah. what you preach. So I, I mean, you know, I, th- I think it's it's going to be OK, but it's it's. It's, it's interesting. You know, the the one thing about your product is obviously you go from like small and, and kind of larger tickets. The one, a couple of things that kind of stood out for me that I see a lot of people make mistakes with um, mm-hmm. is don't ever have the same price point twice in that funnel, like right. 47, 47, cause, cause then it's seen as duplicate transactions. and You'll get a lot more declines. So never have anything priced the same. And also for pricing, having different prices will, allow you to um, diagnose a problem a lot quicker because if you do like a data dump Mm. and you sort by price, you'll be like, Oh, it's that one. That's causing a problem. Oh, I'm getting a shitty conversion on this. You'll see it so fast. I see a lot of marketers having like all these front end offers that are all $47. And it's like, well, which one sucks? We don't know because now we have okay. to sit there and really dig and dig and dig uh a little bit more. Well, when I say sucks, meaning on, on a decline perspective, I'm talking always on a transactional perspective, not on a marketing perspective. When we see a lot of declines, the first thing that right. you know I do at direct payment is I take a data dump of the transactions and I'm like, well, it seems like they're all 47 bucks. So which one? What's what's 47 bucks and what's causing the problem? So um, so that's one thing. Another okay. thing that's important when you're working with like uh, let's say ClickBank or Stripe or, or some of the other um, kind of—they're called aggregators. These like kind of out-of-the-box quick integration processors—they um, right. may have a limit of the number of transactions that you can do within a given hour or a given day. So, if you have, let's say, your main offer plus two, three, four upsells, you have to make sure that they would allow that many transactions. Um, so I'm assuming that this is going to be kind of like a funnel for you, right? Somebody takes the 47, you present the 197, then you present the 297. Would you go and present your offers as well? Or would those just be mailed offers for later on?
1: No, I would probably go as far as maybe the profile makeover or, or I'll probably go as far as like all the eBooks. So maybe, um, see her again, dating or something. Um, and then the profile makeover and the other things, uh, like coaching, like my time inclusive, like the higher, higher side of things. Um, and like, yeah, that's the thing. You kind of ascend the price structure, like you were saying, because you don't want to have too big of a jump where yeah. it's like, uh, I yeah. 47, you, like, 1997. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not going to be a good no, take rate for
0: sure. Yeah. No, no. I yeah, mean, so you
1: got to gradually do that. And And like a lot of people do like saving their higher ticket side of things on the back end side of things. So that's why it's important to have like the email integrated um, and then the automations to kind of nurture your your list and build a list to help you help you out there to do some of the selling for you. And then you kind of tie it in with like different holidays or different special events and you can get really creative with like there's a holiday for every day. (laughs) So, yeah, no, for
0: sure. I mean, sales all the time. It, it, it never ends and you can find something like there's like singles Day. you can even do something for like Cyber Monday, hey buy your stuff for your first date or something anyway there's <laughs> endless possibilities yeah. but um, so a couple of interesting things like I'm always talking about like the payment the transactional perspective is if you get to the point that you're doing, you know your high ticket offer, like, if it's over $1,000 you have to make sure that that's going to convert that they're able that the processor that you're working with will in fact, accept you doing high tickets. It's, it's on the payment processing side, tickets over a thousand dollars sometimes require like special permission or, you know, you talking to your processor. So I, I'm going to say something that maybe is like, I don't know. I'll just say it. Um, I would just test it. If it works, don't contact your processor. You know what I mean? Just, just, Put a ten thousand dollar transaction through your gateway. If it works, there you go. You know that it's approved. If it doesn't, then you have a problem, and then you contact your processor. Because people are like, oh, once you start like talking to your processor, they start reviewing a lot of stuff on your account, and they're like, ah, uh, no, we don't want to let you do that. Oh no, we don't. So sometimes they just don't put these restrictions. So just go in there with your credit card. Everybody has access to their gateway. You know, put in. A twenty dollar transaction, a thousand dollar transaction, and then a like a five thousand or whatever your tickets are and see that if they work. If they work, just keep going, you know? Um oh, nice. Good thought. Because I Anytime you contact anybody from a risk management team at a bank, they're going to find a problem with your account, I guarantee you. (laughs) They're like, oh, no, 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 we can't let you do that. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, like banks are like counter business sometimes. They're like, we can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have even asked because I was able to do it before, you know. So uh, (laughs) things are good. Just like, you know, kind of slip it under the rug, meaning, you know, obviously you present yourself, uh, you present your business when you sign up, but then you don't have to like literally call your bank for every little change that you make in your business. It usually kind of just strokes a fire and starts like stuff that you don't really need to do. Um, right. But, you know, with, with, with Stripe and just in general, when you have, let's say your main offer and then you have three upsells, uh, which just sounds like what you're doing and what a lot of people do is 47, you know, kind of three upsells after that. Um, mm-hmm. The important thing, first of all, is to make sure that you don't make it like a cart. You know, like how um, you can kind of batch it up and say, okay, well, this would end up being $700. Don't ever do that. That just doesn't work. You're going right. to get a lot of declines, right? And you're going to get a lot of declines on your front end for somebody who could have maybe brought two products and then got declined. So definitely one transaction at a time. Uh, And then secondly, you know, as your transactions increase in value, keep in mind, your approval ratio is going to go down one trick. That's really interesting. And this is, we're getting kind of to like the advanced basics, but something to keep in mind is when you get to that last upsell, if you can just charge the card the next day, that'll increase your conversions considerably because, Think of it. Credit cards are built; um, they're built kind of for like a pr- card present environment. Like they still, the technology hasn't adapted so well, and some of the smaller banks aren't really great at processing e-commerce transactions. So if they see you, you have a merchant number, your merchant one one two two. Merchant one one two two charges you fifty dollars, then a hundred dollars, then five hundred dollars, then a thousand dollars. It triggers alerts and it triggers um, fraud and risk chances at the customer's bank. So they might say, Hey, why is this guy doing five transactions in a minute? That doesn't make any sense and block it. Right. So what we do a lot and some gateways allow you to do is actually fairly simple is you, you do your first two or three transactions that day and then you wait till the next day to charge the larger transaction transaction. Get, get yourself oh, okay. some extra conversions. And then obviously if if the transaction fails the next day or something, you know, you revoke access to whatever product it is. If it's a digital product, obviously it's less problematic. If it's a physical product that you have to ship out, then you just wait 24 hours before you ship. That's it. Yeah. You know, gotcha. So a couple of a little little nifty nifty tricks for, for conversions. Um, but I mean that being said, now that you're kind of you set up your process and we had a couple of chats before, um, right. I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on like you know Stripe versus Clickbank versus getting your merchant account? And I just want to see like your perspective as kind of like a newbie in that part of the the, the business. like w- what are you thinking you're gonna go with and, and why?
1: Uh, well, last time we spoke about this, you were, you were kind of guiding me towards Stripe because, and and maybe it's closer associated to volume. Um, yeah. And I know we'll probably need to revisit this conversation. Um, but Stripe, because I'm not dealing with affiliates, I'm basically going to be using YouTube okay. uh, just uh, as my traffic source. Uh, I have to dial it in and make sure the traffic isn't converting and that's on me. Yeah. Um, but I might try and that's why like i kind of asked a little bit earlier have you seen people um use stripe as far as like kind of showing their their transactions and using like just transparency to work out affiliate deals and paying afterwards i know ClickBank's probably is better um and they can kind of built in the payout structure right
0: yeah I I mean, that's, that's, that's why ClickBank is, is, is as popular as it is because they kind of do all that stuff for you. It's not as easy with Stripe with Stripe. I mean, if you're using Stripe and you, you know, you're obviously you want to be transparent, but you're going to need a pretty solid CRM to track the affiliates and kind of track their sales and all that stuff. Like Stripe is not going to help you with all that stuff. Um, I mean, payouts you can, you can do and so forth if you can get a credit account through Stripe. Mm -hmm. Um, but in general, if you're in the States and you're, you're, uh, um you're working let's say with mainly american uh affiliates you could just do ach it's really cheap um it's another episode we'll talk about affiliate payments but there's there's a lot of options for affiliate payments that are way less risky and way cheaper than stripe would be so um you know depending on you know what volume but let's say somebody's doing 300 bucks a month in affiliate volume with you, you know, you send them an ACH, it costs them nothing. It just gets deposited in their account. Then you can do it like really easily with different systems. But um, if you're really kind of banking on the affiliate thing, then, you know, you need to make sure that the the CRM and the backend that you choose is really good at tracking this stuff and your campaigns and so forth. That's that's your best bet. Uh, right. In terms of you getting started, I'm gonna kind of backtrack a little bit about why I recommend this Stripe. Cause obviously, you know, direct pay net. This is who I represent. But um, the reason that I told you about Stripe and why I, I I like to be transparent with, you know, people who come to me is, you know, if you're starting out your offer, your main thing is to see, is your offer converting, right? Like, is, is this a good offer? Are my ads good? Like what's happening? Um, you don't want to start getting into like a mess of like applications and getting merchant accounts going and so forth. I'm not saying that getting a merchant account application is difficult, but it does take one or two weeks, you know, in, in a good case when everything's kind of straightforward, like in your case, but it does take one or two weeks. There's paperwork, there's things you have to do. There's, you know, signatures and a little bit of back and forth answering questions. Um Whereas with Stripe, you just go on there you type it in and you're ready to go. And when you're starting a business, your first and most important thing is to see if you can generate revenue. So do that. And then once you get, right, right. you know, even a couple of weeks in, you know, you're just like kind of starting. You're seeing that things are, are gaining traction and your, your offer's working, your, it's dialed in. Start, apply for that merchant account when things are kind of rolling. It's just a, a proof of concept you want. If if you start with Stripe and you can barely crack a sale, you know, your, your first you know, wasting your time on getting a merchant account is not necessary. It's like, look at your ads. Like there's some creative work to do there. So that's why I say it's always a good starting place. But when you're doing like a dating offer or supplements or anything that they, you know, it's funny if you Google like high risk, Uh, high risk, a Stripe or prohibited or restricted Stripe, like everything's restricted. Everything is high risk for Stripe. So, you know, like 90% of businesses that are operating online have some level of risk that Stripe puts in their terms and conditions so they can terminate you at any time. Uh, So, you know, when you get to like month two, at least, and you're doing, I would say like you've cracked the 10k per month get a merchant account regardless of how well things are going you just you just need a backup you know because losing your stripe account would literally shut down your business so you have to have a backup you have a backup server you have backup copywriters you have backup ads you have backup everything why not have a backup payment system which is really important for operating so um you know definitely if let's say you start your first week and you're like, Marie, I did 10 K in my first week. Okay. Get on an application, like immediately go. Uh, if, if, if you're not like, you're not cracking 10 K in the first month, then you might want to wait a couple of months and see how things go and, and, you know, tweak your other stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's very, it's very important to have your backups in place and to kind of set up everything as well as you can without getting bogged down, uh, on the details, you know, with, with, uh, with getting started your business. But, Without, right. without getting, I, I, I tend to overgive information, but I'm going to say a couple of things on the f- risk chargeback perspective uh, because people start with Stripe, just plug it in. Well, before start.
1: you do, um, sure. I remember last conversation you, you were saying like just having that backup is crucial because it's as easy as just turning on a switch. So it's not like yep. you're losing business when that happens. So like, I, I remember people just thanking you because the switch is- Pretty seamless when it does happen, and if does, if something does get shut down, so yeah, it is important to have that backup.
0: Um, so I'm just curious. After we spoke, you know, you were kind of in between a little bit of the ClickBank versus Stripe. Why, why Stripe? You're not doing affiliates at all, or you have your own uh, affiliates that you're going to work with?
1: Um, I I was just going to kind of try cold traffic as a starting point, but I kind of am rethinking that. I feel like it's I should go reverse. Um work something with affiliates first because it's a warmer traffic source and actually one of my friends and persons that I've worked with before he he recommended that too Um, I don't know if you know Jeremy Reeves but he was the one that told me just to make sure you might want to try warm first and make sure it's dialed in before you go to cold because it's tricky on cold Job. yeah
0: and 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 also uh, you know I'm, I'm i've done some work in affiliate but i J- jeremy i always know because he has like the funniest offer uh he has, like that poop offer which makes me <laughs> yeah crack out, but like you know everybody poops so uh <laughs> but yeah also what i see that that like a lot of merchants or offer owners see is that you know you can almost see what the affiliates are doing it'll it just give you an indication of what's working so they kind mm. of do the the research for you and then you're like okay well this type of you know mailer works or this type of ad works or whatever the case is and then you can kind of kind of help yourself a little bit um guide yourself versus starting from zero so i agree yeah. I think jeremy's a big uh, a big clickbank guy right he likes clickbank a lot or he, i think he was working with them for a while so i mean it's it off his his offer scaled quite well so
1: Right. Yeah, I I helped him on the back end side of things early on. But yeah, definitely um, ClickBank. Um, And like just to reiterate that is just make sure you tap into your network and find friends of friends or ask around to like see which affiliates can promote it. And sometimes people will do you favors. It's not like a huge ask. Like some people will test things because they can or they're lacking an offer to test. So it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at. I have to like ask around and see if uh, someone's willing to take the chance.
0: Well, you're in the right place. You're in, in the right groups. I'm pretty sure that somebody, uh, you know, especially if you can, you know, do a smaller test or maybe if it grows, you make it worth their while, but yeah, use your right. network and, and, and get people to do stuff for you. That's like number one, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> number one key, but, um, yeah you know talking about you know the logistics of your offer and kind of getting all set up I'm actually curious uh, on the kind of shopping cart end and and just the technology behind it because you're the expert on that uh, mm-hmm. what what did you decide to go with and why like what where are you leaning towards
1: so I'm gonna build something custom because I've done a lot of work in click funnels and while it is definitely a good starting point um, and I can always use click funnels if I wanted to but yeah I um, I kind of want to just build something out of WordPress custom because it's faster and speed does help with, um, conversion rates. So if you're kind of starting that out and, and I have, uh, the experience and I have like people that I can work with on coding it certain ways. So like, I'm going to play around with something custom. I'm probably going to look at Stripe to start, like you said, just to get it, make sure it's working. Um, and then, email side of things, the ESP, the email service provider, I'll probably go with uh, active campaign or SendLane. Those okay. are the main two that I'm looking at. Um, I have to figure out which um, analytics software. Wicker Reports is one. Um, and, I mean, you you definitely want to do Google Analytics and whatever you can to just kind of back yourself up. But yeah. um, you just, it doesn't hurt to have a conversation just to make sure like whoever you're going to work with analytics wise, like it's it's really crucial to know your numbers yeah. um so that if you're going to be spending money on traffic sources like you have to know how you're doing and and if what if what's working and if your dollars actually it, and it helps knowing the numbers behind it like because where your dollar is going and how to spend it optimally so that's kind of where i'm thinking for that right now um what else am i missing um
0: i think people are going to contact you for the technology because this is like the number, we get that question all the time. People are always like, oh, I'm not really sure what shopping cart. I'm not really sure, uh, what I can use. Like, how about, are you going to have a members area or is it just eBooks for now?
1: Uh, probably just eBooks for now. Um, and then I'll probably add in like a Facebook group or something like that. Um, maybe, maybe I'll do a course in members area down the, down the road. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm thinking now, but it would probably be fun to have like a community and talk about like what's working or like a profile of the month type of thing. And like, just constantly (laughs) iterating different things and profile of the month. Yeah.
0: And then then you're going to like, all the women are going to go on online dating and be like, that guy looks like that guy looks like (laughs) that guy. I mean, you obviously have to be yourself, but I do, I do think that, uh, you know, one one big headache, uh, the reason that I ask you is because managing a member's area is it's difficult. It's like, you know, accesses and passwords and all that stuff. So I was curious, not necessarily for your product, but have you ever had any experience with kind of finding technology to manage a member's area?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, well, Copy Accelerator is one group. They've used ClickFunnels. Um, and so... I actually helped them build a back end membership area like a lot closer um, to like a YouTube style. Yeah. Um, and and they're kind of transitioning between two members area right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it worked great for a while. And like that, as far as the, the members area goes, like, yeah. I mean, the custom code that I put in there was great. The only problem sometimes you get is, like, you just have to, like, go in there and, like, make sure that people are getting the right access. And sometimes on ClickFunnels, I found that people randomly, like, lost an access to, to something. Oh. So I would have to go in there and, and check in. But um, there's also different things you can do with Word WordPress-type members area. Um, I know there's certain plugins for that that you can do. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what else is there?
0: WordPress um, has like plugins for like everything. When people are like, yeah. "I don't know if I can plug in." I'm like, "If you're using WordPress, you're good. There's a plug. somebody's built something for something, so you're you're usually don't worry about it."
1: <laughs> yeah, and the only the problem with the only problem with plugins in WordPress is just like make sure if you're adding a plugin or or using a plugins, just keep track and make sure that you're paying what you you need. Um, Because a lot of people like will use a tech team or jump to different tech teams and they'll have no idea which plugins they're actually using, what they're paying for. Are they paying too much for plugins? So just be careful and keep track of like what you actually need, because sometimes like it's easy to get lost and then you start removing plugins and then things start breaking. So just be careful of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I do find that, um, you know, for the 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 offer owners that we work with that do um, have a member's area. It's, it's a lot of maintenance. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, I know i hear about click funnels a lot i do hear people that you know complain about speed with click funnels and uh mm-hmm. it's a constant complaint so yeah it's it's probably fast to set up but in the long run i do i i'm working with a lot of people who are transitioning just because of speed they're saying the speed is not you know it's not acceptable or whatever the case is so wordpress could be uh you know if you get a really good server and stuff wordpress is probably a, a good place to good place to be because there's just so many endless possibilities but you could get lost in it also at least for my website that doesn't have that much sometimes I'm like man there's like a million freaking plugins and uh, I have somebody maintaining it for me because like at first when we got the site I didn't even realize that like we needed to maintain all this stuff because we don't it's not a transactional site like I'm not selling anything on the site but like there's you know contact forms and like whatever um and I found that you know, just the maintenance of it, every time I would press like, oh yeah, update, everything would break. I was like, what the hell, what did I do now? (laughs) I was like, this is insane because all the, the different developers of the apps and the plugins, whatever, don't necessarily maintain them. So they don't all work. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, definitely I can see how, uh, you, I mean, you, you, are gonna have like 10 businesses now, but that just that like kind of, um, you know, helping people choose technology for their, for their offer is like, it's so important. And it's so underestimated, like the power of choosing the right technology to start because you start with something like, you know, let's say, for example, like ClickFunnels, and you grow really big, and then speed becomes an issue. Well, moving all that is a freaking nightmare. It's a nightmare. I can tell you that I work with a lot of merchants that like on the transactional basis, they want to move stuff. And it's like, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this, you know, because it's it, it always causes errors. There's bugs. There's things that happen. So, uh, I mean, I'm happy that, you know, you're starting off already with with uh, with a, a more solid solution. So,
1: yeah. Um, and you're right. You do want to kind of think about it and plan for the future. Um, just the only the only downside to that sometimes can be like you're paying up for like Marrow Post is a big email service provider that everyone likes, um, but it's expensive. So like you kind of want to think about like what you're paying, what you actually need, what you're using it for, and then like the, a, a plan to transition, like assuming that it isn't that big of a deal down the road when it does matter. So,
0: okay. Sure. Yeah. Those are, those are awesome non-payment related tips, but that's why I had you on. Cause you know so much about like everything that happens before the payment. So I was happy to be able to, to fill in that last little gap that you were missing there on the payment side, but I'm oh, happy yeah, that thanks. you, you know, that you made, you made the, the, the decision you're ready to get started. The number one, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is, you know, my advice for everybody that's kind of starting an offer is just go with what's simplest first and then, you know, transition later on, because, um, even on the tech side, on the payment side, on the customer service side, everything, email servers, and whatever, you can get so bogged down into like details and go through rabbit holes of like research that just never ends that you never get your offer up, never test it. So you could <laughs> yeah. have spent like a week researching stuff and then your offer stinks. <laughs> it's like, what's the point of all that? Anyway. So it's, right. uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, interesting that you're, you're going through this route and you know, you, you have the background for it. So it, it kind of makes sense. I, I mean this, I hope that you got, um, you know, what you needed from this conversation and, and your information that you're going to be able to kind of get started and not get bogged down by all the details. And then when mm-hmm. you are ready, uh, obviously to, to, to get started, Um, there's tons of merchant account providers. Um, you know, obviously we have a relationship. You come to us, you know, the, the one thing that you should keep in mind and anybody's listening, keeping in mind is that your merchant account provider should get to know your business. If you want to be successful, don't be afraid by somebody kind of asking all the questions and so forth, because if the person asks the questions, gets to know your business, that means when you're scaling, you're not going to have to worry about the stuff that's going to happen. Like like my client with Stripe, that he gets shut down because they didn't understand his business model, he was selling too much and so forth. So keep in mind, the merchant account application process is a little bit more strenuous. But if you work with the right person, they'll walk you through it. And then you're going to be confident that you have a good solution to kind of, you know, weather the storms and so forth. So but anyway, so look, I've taken a lot of your time. And I know that you gave us like a ton of valuable information. So I hope that everybody listening is is going to take um, Luca's advice about tech and kind of look through your tech options and um, do enough research, but not too much that you become, you know, you go down some rabbit holes. Well, thank you, Luca. I really appreciate yeah. it. And I know that you're going to have a crazy successful offer. So maybe once you reach, um, you know, whatever milestone you want to reach. Uh, We'll have you back on the show so we can talk about how all that went and what (laughs) lessons you learned because I think it's going to be a good follow-up episode. So thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Have a great one.
0: Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagas.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.